Welcome back to the Boys and Bolos podcast. We down here in the Rat Tail Bunker in Barbershop Studio. It is the end of week 30. We're moving on to week 31. We haven't been uh, on down here for a while, Jarrett. It's been um, a lot of things have been happening. The international break. International break, mostly. Now uh, I know what they call it. Here comes, here comes a dad joke. Oh, call it the international break. Someone gets their shit broken. There's so many injuries. Yeah. Lewan Golski out of the Champs League. Declan Rice. Declan Rice out. Who else? There's other big names. Sergio Ramos is out. Varane yep. is out for Varane got COVID for though. Real. Oh, he did. Yeah. All that international travel. Yeah. Surprisingly, though, well, not surprisingly, because I think everybody's a little bit more careful. They're not do the COVID protocol and all that. But there's been like they've been doing their testing every week in the Premier League and otherwise. And I think there's only like one positive test in the last round of testing. There's like thousands of tests. So that's pretty good. Which is impressive because I feel like at least over here, and I guess we'll just speak about the immediate Massachusetts, but no, like it's the entire United States. Yeah. The Rangers stadium had like 35,000 fans all breathing on each other and none of them were wearing masks. So like the pandemic necessarily, it isn't over. We're just, I don't know. Are we just not giving shit anymore? No, thousands of people are still getting it everywhere. You know, Brazil, I know we're getting off topic of the podcast, but Brazil had 4,000 deaths. Oh yeah. A day. Oh yeah. And their president's just like, no, nah, it's not a big deal. It's cool. Yeah, they don't it's care. It's cool. Nobody cares. It's on you. On a, uh, but some good news is that I got my first COVID vaccine shot. Ooh. So I'll be fully vaccinated in a couple weeks. We should all hopefully be fully vaccinated by June, so maybe then we can start playing around with having guests down here in the barbershop. That would be, you have to be vaccinated, though. You have to be vaccinated. You have to be cool, and you have to be invited. And you also have to prove that you got the vaccine, so you got to show your card. got to show your card, Yeah. Sorry. And you got to take a, a selfie correct. each time you go and you like get a video and you have to show that. Yeah. And you have to post it on Instagram. Tag boys and bulls. Hashtag boys and bulls vaccine. Fact. What if we just like trend and people like, <laughs> it's like the new QAnon cult. What if boys and bulls just turned into some weird conspiracy thing about anti-vaxxing? Like a right wing type of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But like light, yeah, right wing, but kind of, yeah, I don't know. That's We're getting like way off topic. It's a little off brand for us. It's very off brand. We're extremely, we're so left wing though that we're right wing. Oh, there we go. It's like a circle thing. <laughs> Anyways, we haven't done a podcast in years, and we were supposed to have a guest tonight, but that didn't work out because life happens. So today, it's tough for me to talk about where things are right now because my world is up and it's down. Because Chelsea, we're recording right now Wednesday, Chelsea just beat Porto 2 nothing in the Champions League. But Semi-final. Quarterfinal. Quarterfinal. But then five days before, we lose 5-2... To West Bromwich Albion. You got your shit kicked in. Yeah, like bad. So what, what what's going on with the world? Here's my theory. You, got you, a can't, theory. you can't trust the first game after international break for barometer of how the rest of your season's going to go. Ever. Ever. Never. Never, I, ever. I think that's really ever. fair. I think if that's a stat, and I wish we had our intern to like look up the amount of times, like the, the difference of position, right, where... Like the gap, for example, West Brom beating Chelsea. Chelsea's in fourth. West Brom's in nineteenth. So nineteen, so fifteen, fifteen spots. Right, right. So we'll call that fifteen. How many? Like, what's the gap? Are are there bigger gap upsets after the international break? And maybe the answer is yes. Strictly just because the teams in the bottom half aren't going to be sending guys out on international break, whereas the teams in the top seven, top eight, even top ten are going to have guys that are going to be called out and have to go. Is that kind of where your theory like bases itself? Yeah, I mean, Arsenal lost, 
pretty poor badly to a Liverpool team, right? To that's not that great. Uh, Everton tied Crystal Palace. They should have easily beaten Crystal Palace. Tottenham tied. Tottenham tied. And they'll, you know, another late tying game. A new, ca- a very, a very, very subpar Newcastle, Newcastle team. team. Chelsea lose to West Brom. Chelsea lose to West Brom. Leicester really didn't show up against Man City, but I think that that's like you can't really. If we're talking about the difference of right. position, that's one to three. But really, Man City's probably like. <laughs> You know, Man City's like the kids in high school that finished with like 4.8 GPAs because they were taking college credits in like junior and senior year. So you can't really compare them. No, they have two full squads, and both their squads can, would be, you know, top three in the Premier League easy. Devastating. Devastating. So I don't like – I was saying to you before the games were even played that it's going to be – I just don't like the first game after international break. I don't like it. Don't like it. Don't think it's a good barometer. Don't think I think players are coming back. I think there were a lot of players that came back like literally two days before the game. <clears throat> so I just don't think it's a you can't judge how like you can't get too worked up whether it's a good game or if it's you know too worked up if it's a bad game. So, you know I just think with the season coming to a close, and it is, this is week thirty, we only have eight weeks left. The season's almost over. Right? Sure. The season ends in mid-May, so we're looking at seven to eight weeks of games. We have a bunch of Champions League. We have FA Cup finishing up. You guys have the final against City in the in the Carabao Cup. There's just so much to play, and I just feel like every game now, even though the the wins and the losses are the same throughout the season, they seem more heavy as you get closer. Yeah, I mean, there's a still top four to play for. I mean, and there with, are like seven teams playing for top four. Yeah, with Liverpool winning, Tottenham tying, Leicester and Chelsea losing and Everton tying, the top four, you are like have five teams trying to cram into two spots right now. Right. I don't know if Leicester will drop the points. I think that they're almost kind of out of it, but I do think you've got Chelsea, Tottenham, Everton, Liverpool, and West Ham going for one Champions League spot. Yeah, I think for West Ham, and if there's any West Ham fans listening, I don't think there are a lot, but they're, they're, they should really be hoping for... Europa League. I think that's a good stepping stone for that club. Uh, they'll be able to attract some talent, keep some players, get some money in, you know, get their fans excited again about coming to games, you know, sell season tickets and uh, sell sell out every game, that type of thing. And then they'll have Europa League and it'll be a good test for them because they'll need many players, more players in the rotation to play those midweek games. They're going to get their shit kicked in in the Champions League. Because they're not going to go play. There's no like Austrian farmers that they're going to play against like they do in in Europa. Um, and so I think they should shoot for a fifth or sixth. Like obviously they're always going to fight for fourth because Champions League is Champions League. You get the money for it. You get the prestige for it. You'll be able to attract some players. You'll be able to keep Lingard, that sort of thing. But really let the let the big boys play in Champions League. Let the big boys play. And I'm, and, and I'm just talking purely from a like fatigue like load management for their players i mean we're already seeing it now Declan yeah. rice is out yeah. and i think now with Declan rice out to push more pressure on suchek so i wouldn't be surprised if suchek gets injured in the next three weeks yeah and that's not to like wish that he gets injured because i think he's one of the better players in the prem and i don't wish injury on anybody but i just think he's got to pick up so much weight and they have to play chelsea soon and that game is huge it's a london derby it's now a top four battle you know, sure. we'll see. But I totally agree. If they go into the Champions League, it's going to be a one-and-done situation. They're going to get rocked out in the group phase. I just think there's way too much weight there, and I don't think they're holding on to Declan Rice or Suchek this summer. 
so that changes the entire dynamic of the way that that team flows. Right, because they can keep Lingard with the money that they get from Declan Rice and Suchek, but they're not going to be able to bring another big player in. And they're just not the type of club that's built to play on two fronts and then also play FA uh, Cup. FA Cup Carabao Cup, Papa John's Cup, Papa John's Cup, <laughs> and the league because the league is still like very competitive. I mean, and the league's going to be just even more competitive next year because once Liverpool has their center back back, right. there's just if Liverpool have their center back back, if, if Van Dyke could play the entire season, West Ham isn't even in the conversation. No, that's my take because the top because, four is a lock. Yeah, the top four gets it gets even tighter, and then it's really between Chelsea and Leicester, who's right now going for the fourth because Liverpool would be probably more in the top three. Yeah. You never know how the last games or late eight games are going to work out, right? So it could come down to goal differential. Could come down to you know, the last game of the season. So there's a lot to play for. But it's been good. If you're a Hammers fan, I think you are excited about where they are. But in the last eight games, hopefully you're coming down to earth a little bit and you're finding a little bit more. You're being a little bit more pragmatic and realistic with what the season could bring. And if you finish top six, that's really great. If you finish top four, I unfortunately think your team's going to get gutted. And next year's just not going to be as exciting. But I think going to Europe, when I say Europe, I mean Europa League. I think that that's a better fit. But we're going to see. I mean, do you think Leicester could somehow drop the points like they did last year and just do this death spiral? Because that's kind of what, honestly, that's what we both need to make sure that Chelsea and Tottenham get in. Because otherwise, the top three are kind of locked if we're to assume that Leicester isn't going to do a death spiral. It's only like three or four points, I think, that Leicester is ahead of... um yeah, it's four points. That's Leicester's ahead of West Ham right now, and so, I mean, it's literally like a it's a game in a, a game. It's, it's a, game, a game, in a game and a tie, and you're you're out of the top four. Let's look at who Leicester. Still you lose has a game, you tie a game, you're out of the top four. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. They, they play West Ham this week. We're gonna get to this week's games. That's gonna be a fire game. Yep. Then they play other big games that they have to go through. They have they have to play United, Chelsea, and Tottenham. So Leicester, just like Chelsea, they have a, you know, out of the last eight games, they have to play four teams that are in the top eight and just top, top clubs. United's in a good moment. Tottenham are, Tottenham are, you know, you don't want to play Tottenham. No one wants to play Tottenham. They got a guy up top who's probably one of the best number nines in the world. And on any good day, if their defense holds together, they're not an easy team to score against. Same thing can be said at Chelsea. We just don't have the top nine. We don't have a nine up top. United's, I don't want to play against United. They're horrible. Like, they just beat City recently. You, you, You don't want to play against them. So, it's going to really come down, and I think it's going to come down, and this, is, and this is what you said at the beginning of the season. You said, hey, top four is going to come down to goal differential. Full stop. And with that said, Spurs are actually in a really good position because even though you're only one game behind West Ham, you have eight more goals for in the goal differential. Right. So if it gets tight, you're always going to pull ahead of West Ham. And that's and why you get to play them too, which is phenomenal. And that's why Chelsea getting five goals scored and was not the most ideal time. for. It was only to- a negative three. Because it's five so, two, okay, but, okay, okay. but nonetheless, nonetheless, not a good uncharacteristic look. for this Chelsea team. Well, it was almost kind of like if we just given up a goal in the last five games and not had this unbelievable run of like shutouts. If you do that, it kind of like averages out, and then we tie a couple games instead of losing all three points. So it kind of like comes out in the wash. I think that's how at least the Chelsea group, like in Boston, was trying to basically justify it. It's like, hey, we're going to get goal scored on us eventually. So pick your poison, you but know. For a team, the team that. And I mentioned this on the pod a couple weeks ago. The team that 
it's most indicative that they're either lucky or they've just had some uh they've just had opportune goals as Everton where their goal differential is only like three right and so that may actually really hurt them when they're trying to battle for a top six spot you in if they're in the conversation for top four it's it might just totally push them out so Everton slipped up they slipped up Tottenham slipped up we'll see how how it works out Kieran Tierney is out for four weeks and he has been as we say Tierninho he's been very strong for them and with Aubameyang basically being... We're talking our, about Arsenal now. We're talking about Arsenal. I'm just switching. We're talking about right. Arsenal. But with Aubameyang basically being, as I heard the other day on the interwebs, the new Seal, as in a massive contract who could be from an underproducing player, with Saka potentially injured, you know, if Saka doesn't play, Aubameyang's whatever, and Tierney's out, they're in trouble. Like, we said the highest they could finish was eighth, and we got a lot of shtick from that. You know, Shimer wasn't very happy about that. Other people haven't been happy about that. But their last eight games go as follows. They have to play West Brom. When you play a team that's in relegation, they have zero things to lose because they're already assuming they're going down. So they're just super like hungry. They're not going to like try to play for a tie. They're just going to go for a win. They're going to try to get as many points on the table as possible. Then they play Chelsea, which is going to be... Uh, sorry, let me, let me back up. They play Sheffield, which is a banana peel. Then they play Arsenal, which is a derby, and sorry, excuse me. Then they play Fulham, which is a derby, and that's going to be difficult because I don't think Fulham's easy to play. Then they play Everton. Ever- Both teams need the points. Everton definitely need the points if they're trying to get into Europe. If Everton don't win that game, they're not getting to Europe. Then they play Newcastle, not an easy game. West Brom, also not an easy game. These two teams are basically fighting to get a relegation. Then, like I said, they play Chelsea, which is a derby, and we will be going all out. Like we we need max points now. Obviously, you could say yeah, everybody needs max points, but with what Chelsea's trying to do for next year, the players we want to get, we need to be in the top four. Then they play Crystal Palace, another derby, and then they finish with Brighton Hove Albion, which is not an easy game. So, like, I really think with Arsenal's injuries, the fact that Aubameyang is kind of like me, I, I don't think they're finishing higher than eighth. I think eighth would be like the way the season has panned out, I think eighth would be generous just because I, I think all the teams in front of them should be in front of them. Aston Villa is better. Everton is better. Liverpool, Tottenham, West Ham, Man City, Leicester, and Man United. I mean, they're tied in points with Leeds right now. They're tied with points with Leeds for sure. And Crystal Palace is only four points back, a game and a third back, and they still have to play. And that's a derby. And Crystal Palace isn't easy to play. No. Chris Bowles maybe doesn't have the best def, uh, you know, defense in the world, but Guaita's not like Guaita's a pretty solid goalie. And then they have like crazy amounts of things going forward with Benteke, Zaha, Batsuai, Batsuai coming off the bench scoring a goal, Eze. Like they're just not an easy team to play against. Anyways, I was just thinking about that the other day that I think Arsenal is kind of going to come down to earth because where did Arsenal finish last year? Seventh. So they could finish eighth. Yeah, they finished seventh and then they won the FA Cup. Finished seventh and won the FA Cup. They're going to go trophy list this season. Right. And they're probably going to finish a farther spot back. Having paid Aubameyang $300,000 a week to basically do nothing. And, and they have William. They're paying him $200,000 a week so he can sit on the bench and play the Jemba. And they're going like to lose. the Jemba because it's horrible. They're going to lose Odegaard because Odegaard's not going to play. For Odegaard's going to go to Liverpool. He's going to go to, he's going to, go to a team that's playing Champions League soccer. Why would he go to, why would he stay at Arsenal? That's, I mean, he did what he had to do. He came, he got into a team and showed that he could play in the Premier League. Now he's going to get picked up by a real club. Would, would you want him at uh, Tottenham? Sure. I mean, why not? He's I, a great midfielder. I think, he's, I think he's solid. I think Tottenham's going to sign Sabitzer, which is a similar role. Um, they, they've kind of got their uh, their mind made up, I think, on him. But 
regardless, we'll see how transfer. We'll talk about transfers in another episode. But uh, yeah, you want to hop into the new, the week coming up? Let's get into it. Let's get it's, after it. It's a hot week. So this is a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday games. Friday we got Fulham Wolves. This is just going to be an exciting game because I don't think either team is necessarily a defensive juggernaut this season, and I see this being a high scoring game. I see a 3-2 on the horizon, but I think I'm going to go 3-2 Wolves. Long pause. I I think <laughs> dramatic two, pause. 2-1 two, one, two, one Wolves. That's fair. Okay. I, I don't I don't know what to say. I, I think Wolves, I just feel bad for Wolves. Jimenez still so it remains to be seen if he's ever going to play soccer again. I don't think he's ever going to play soccer again. And other people will send me DMs. It's like Jimenez was training. I'm like, dude, he cracked his skull. Yeah. And he's a forward. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that people can come back from that, but his head is like a weapon. Like, he uses it. Like, it's not like Peter Check, where you put a skull cap on him and you say, okay, you got to be careful. Like, this dude needs to. How, yeah. How is he going to back down defenders he and can't, like, bring the ball? Yeah, like, I he just can't, don't understand. Either, you either have to play all out and not worry about it or not I'd, play. Or not play. And I don't think he can risk hurting himself. Like, I mean, it's just too risky, too risky for him. We obviously aren't doctors and don't know the prognosis, but I just assume that, like, you know, there's one thing, it's one thing running around on the training pitch. It's another thing playing, like, full out on the field. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Leeds City is going to be a good one. That's the early game on Saturday. I just can't see Man City dropping points. They played Champions League. They won their Champions League game. Correct. They play again on. Tuesday, a game in which they kind of have to win because they tied. They, they didn't tie. They got a home. Uh, Dortmund scored a goal away at at City, so they actually have to. They have to play their starters while well, they're start quote unquote starters, but they have to rest those guys a little bit and put in you know Sterling and which is still I mean still good and Jesus and the other thing is. City played 31 games. So for most of the season, they were two games two games in hand, but now they're a game ahead of everyone. Right. They only have seven games left. And United's behind them had played 30 games and are on 60 points. So the math here works out that as long as City crack 84 points, because goal differential isn't a thing, City scored 20 more goals in the goal differential than United. City's just, it's an unreal season. So once City crack 84 points, they're champions. And that could happen by week 35. So we should probably have champions by week 36, which is exciting in some sense. It's like then then that's out of the way. Then we can focus on top four, top six, and relegation. So it's not going to come down to the wire unless some, you know, I don't know, an Crazy. asteroid hits the planet. Uh, I just see winning uh, City winning 3-1. I'd say that's fair. Next game is going to be a really good game because the last time these two teams played, Aston Villa took him out behind the shed with mini bats and beat him 7-2, which I, that was the game that like set the tone for the season that this season is going to be kind of a weird one. It's going to be upset. It's going to be a little bit more predictable and there's not going to be a two horse race that just sucks all the points to the top. What do you think on this one? It's weird because Liverpool is a worse team off than they were when they lost to Aston Villa 7-2, whatever it was. They're, they're arguably their their team is worse. Their team is weaker. However, Aston Villa may not still have Jack Grealish, which is very true. I think Villa win this. I really? Think win this. Yeah. I mean, Nathan Phillips and Dude, Kabak Liver- are Liver- not very good. No, they're not very good. Liverpool have zero confidence in themselves. Yeah, they lost. Pr- 
pretty Okay, they badly. beat Arsenal at home. They beat Arsenal in the Premier League. Great. But then they just they just got rocked by a subpar Real Madrid team. If you're a Real Madrid fan, give me all the shit you want. But, like, that team, it's not like anything. It's a good team. It's a solid soccer team. But, like, yeah. like you said, you know, the two central defenders on Liverpool are just, it's They're rented it's defenders. Butter. They're rented defenders. defenders. It's butter. It's it's bad. No Henderson. They're, Henderson is literally the glue that holds that team together. And with him out injured, Thiago does not serve that role. Thiago is not. He does no link up play. Thiago's been the guy who I thought was one of the best buys to one of the worst buys. He, it's like he and Werner take that for me. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, this is so excited. These guys are coming from the Bundesliga, which is a top league in the in the country in, in the country in the in the world. And Thiago just won the Champions League, and now he's going to come play for Liverpool. That's great. That's great for the brand of the Premier League. He has been a nightmare. He just has not clicked. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Aston Villa two one. I don't really know who's going to score goals. I don't know how that's going to happen, but I just think Aston Villa are going to win this game. I just Liverpool don't convince me right now. It where is this game? Anfield. Anfield has not been a fortress this year. It's like a negative fortress. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you. Two to one. Two one. Next one is a London derby between Chelsea and Crystal Palace. Last time we played, that we beat them four nothing, and it was probably one of Frank Lampard's like statement games. We just ran circles. Crystal Palace since has had better results. Um, Chelsea obviously losing to West Brom. I think we really need these points, and I just don't think Crystal Palace needs these points. You know, Crystal Palace in the last five, six, seven, eight games of the season, they're not really playing for anything because nope. they're not going to get relegated, and they're not going to finish higher than. Tenth, it's at so Sel- it's kind of like it's at Selhurst, Selhurst Park with no fans, which maybe I I think that matters. I think you you still like even if you're playing a home game, there are fans there. You want to play for them, so they're like, eh, whatever. I think Chelsea win comfortably two nothing. I think Chelsea win two nothing, and once again, I just love to see a goal from Pulisic, Tommy Abraham, Giroud, Werner. I need to see guys who are in the top score. I hope he does not play Ziyech. He's just been a nightmare in my opinion. He's gonna play him. <sighs> Do you know why he's gonna play him? Because you didn't play him in Champions League. I'm dead on the inside. You got to rest, guys, for Porto. Sunday. Leg. Burnley, Newcastle. What do you got? Oh, God. This is a bit, this of, is a, a, this is a bit of a mini-bat game. This is this is, this is is probably a candidate for the mini-bat, but like an ugly mini-bat. I think it's just going to be 2-2. Two, 2-2 two. Two, two draw. Boring. Because Chris Wood's been in form, I guess, if you could call it that. I like how we use in form when referring to anything Burnley. Yeah. <laughs> Give me, give me, give a couple words to describe Burnley in form. Well, Chris Wood's been playing well. Yeah, yeah, sure. For Burnley, sure. And uh, Vidra scored a nice goal in the past game. Uh, but yeah, I just it's it's like you know Newcastle is just like whatever. I think this is the mini bat game of the week. It's going to be two. just ugly, ugly. Next game's fire. We already kind of talked about it when we were reviewing week thirty, but. The Hammers versus Leicester, Hammers versus the Foxes. This is a big game, and I think you and I want a tie as Chelsea and Tottenham fans, just so we have max points lost. If West Ham win this game, it's a serious issue for Chelsea because the points are just starting to not be there. And us losing that West Brom game was not cool. I, I'm hoping that there's a tie. I would love to see a 1-1 tie. I would love to see Leicester 1-1. beat the shit out of West Ham. Yeah, because we either want, right, we either want the teams ahead of us to win or the teams below us to lose. So we either want a tie or we or we would want Leicester to win. Also so because I'm, stay just, ahead. I'm just sick of it. I'm just sick of West Ham. Like, they're a London team. You, If you're a London, if you're, you support a London team and you're seeing West Ham do well, you want, you should not want them to do well. I mean, it's, sure. that's just the way it yeah, is. Two London teams. All right, so I hope I, Leicester I hope wins Leicester, 
I hope Leicester beat the shit out of West Ham. Ooh. Yeah, I said it. Ooh. Next game. Well, Declan, I mean, Declan Rice isn't playing. Suchak, I don't know what's happening with him. He's fine. He's fine. Uh, Lingard, maybe Lingardinho, maybe not. Dude, I mean, I put Lingard on my fantasy team. Probably the best thing I ever did since buying Bitcoin. We'll see. I mean, Ling, I mean, Leicester has real defenders. They have playmakers. They got Madison back. So, we'll see. Next one, Spurs United. This is going to be a good game. It's going to be a boring 1-1 draw. And you know why? Is because I think, actually, that United may just, like, sit back and, like, try to absorb pressure and, like, try not to get scored on. I'm, like, normally we watch Spurs and Chelsea games together. I'm very questioning whether I'm even going to want to watch this game. Because I watched the United, United I watched the United Liverpool bore, game, it was zero zero. Boring. I watched United Chelsea game, Snooze Fest zero zero. So I already lost 180 minutes of my life watching United basically do nothing and Bruno Fernandez just put dimes in the box and Martial literally shit himself. I don't know if I'm gonna watch this game. Yeah. I'm I just mean, putting that out there. There may be a penalty that United get. I mean that's how I see them scoring. A penalty. You know what I'd like to see score? I'd like to see Son score. Is he playing? Yeah, Son score. Just because he hasn't, pl- like, I haven't seen anything from him honestly since like October. <laughs> He's been very quiet, yeah. very quiet. I'd like to see Son or Bale score. Either one of those would make me happy. I don't think Bale's starting. I think they're going to stick with the same lineup they had last game with Lucas and, uh, and then bring in Lamella kind of kind of deal. I don't. Th- I just don't see. I just don't see Bale getting in the starting lineup. I don't see Bergwin getting in. You know, I think it's going to be LaCelso, Ndombele, Son, Kane, Lucas. It's going to be a good game. I think there's. I think if it's a close game, there'll there'll be a red card so, too. So Son didn't play last game because he's coming off a hamstring injury, and he played the 45 minutes in the second half. Honestly, Lamelo might get the start considering he came in and actually showed. He actually created some chances at the end of that game. So I, I don't know what the lineup is going to be, but I know Bale's not going to start. He might come in. If they need a free kick or if they need to do something in the 10 minutes left or something, I don't know. But They need a free kick. There's been some chatter, though, on the uh, on the uh, Twitter about Di- like giving Dyer another chance over Sanchez. Like Dyer and uh, Roden. Which Roden played well. I think Roden played well. Are you guys well. going to win this game? No. Oh, God, no. It's going to be tie. 1-1. It's kind of 1-1. Okay. We're yeah. going to the next game. It's going to be boring. As, it's going to be a snoozer, dude. I know. That's what I'm saying. I probably won't watch it because Arsenal, it's I mean, so, watching United in these big games, it's, it's just, so boring. I'm watching dead on United. the inside. I mean, they did win the first, like Spurs won that, that first game, what was it, 6-2 to or something like that? Right. They blew them out. They blew them out and it was like, we thought that Ole was going to get the... Uh, was we thought Ole was going to get decapitated and we thought Spurs were going to win the title at that point. Oh, so yeah. That was dark. The, the up and downs of the Premier League. Next game is Sheffield Arsenal. It's at Bramall Lane. This is a banana peel for Arsenal. Arsenal really need to win this if they have any illusions of grandeur, aka Europa League. Because if they lose this game, if points are all points are lost, the highest Arsenal finish is seventh, almost mathematically, like in my mind, because of the what they still have to play and, and the points just aren't there. This no, should be a gimme. This team is no relegated. Tyranny. This no team tyranny. is relegated. No Saka. Abamings, mediocre. I mean, are they gonna like Smith Rowe? I don't even know if Smith Rowe's playing. I don't know if he is either. And he, like John had those stats when he was on. If Smith Rowe doesn't play. If Smith Rowe doesn't play, I think Arsenal have like a small chance of winning outright. And then 
you know, it's like they have 20% chance of winning, 60% chance of tying, yeah. 40% chance of losing because they're just so flat without him. I think it's going to bring in Ceballos and he just like plays lateral keep away. One, one draw. Oh man, it's going to be so painful. So I'm not going to watch that game either. Nope. All right. Monday, West Brom, Southampton. Southampton should run, run around, but I don't know. West Brom, like, you know, they got FIFA, they FIFA 11 Chelsea. So I, I'm, I'm going to go Southampton one, nothing. I'm going to go Southampton like three to two. Actually, Southampton got some nice. They got some nice pieces. Yeah, they got Ward Prowse. They got Redmond playing pretty well. They got Armstrong. Dude, Redmond's he's, not Armstrong. He's the, Armstrong's the bald the, Burnley. No, Armstrong's Armstrong's right. like, you know, Armstrong. Redmond's the bald Messi. That yeah. guy's baller. They got Danny Ings. Ings. He's playing well. English class. They're not. They're nice. No, okay. no, three, I'm gonna go, uh, three nothing. I was gonna say three two, but now I'm gonna take it back. I'm gonna say three to one. I'll three to one. I'll, I'll meet. I'm, I'll meet in the middle. And then finally, you got Brighton Hove and Shampton. Shampton just Ever- keep I falling if, down, I baby. I think if Everton don't win this game, they're in real trouble. Like, real trouble. Like, they're going to drop out of the conversation. They're going to drop out of the top six conversation. You think so? If they don't win this game? Yes. Let's look at... Let's review who Everton because still has to play. Everton play Brighton Hove. Then they play Tottenham, which is going to be a big game. Then they play Arsenal. Then they play Aston Villa, West Ham, Wolves, and City. Yes. Dude, Everton They've may not even finish ten, top 10, and that's rough. But, like, they're not beating City. Wolves is a tough. West Ham's probably beating them. Aston Villa's going to give them a game. Arsenal's maybe a tie. I think Spurs beat them. The points just aren't there. I, I think if they lose this game, Aston Villa win this game, right? So they're tied on points if they lose. We can't be talking about them for top six. Like, I just don't see them winning, taking that many points out of their last seven games. If they win, if they win this game, okay, then they're they're up, they're up in like fifth or sixth. It depends on how everybody else does, and it, it's, it, it's the it, same thing. You know, it all depends. It all depends. It's all in the flow, all in the flow. But if they win this game, they're okay. They're okay. They got a game in hand. They're okay. Who's the game in hand against? I don't know, but I'm just saying they got a game. <laughs> I They've know. only played 29, and most of the top six teams have played 30, 30 plus games. Anyways, I don't think that they're going to finish top six. I just don't think so. I think I Liverpool mean, edges them the out. Stat, which is the horrible stat to say. I will continue to repeat their goal differential is three, okay? <laughs> Arsenal's is five. Aston Villa's is 11. Liverpool's is 15. Tottenham is 19. That is a stat that absolutely matters. Yeah, because Everton are essentially one like massive blowout away from being negative, which literally means they are barely winning games by like a half a goal per game when I, they win. What I'm saying is that stat, the reason why they use that stat to, you know, if you're tied on points is because it is the literally the stat that makes is a telling is a telling uh like metric of how your your season is going. Of your power of your season. Yes. I love the grin. You guys can't see it. The grin on Jeff's face. He just loves that. Because that, that Shampton's living up. It's it's just Jeff. They'll always have the September <laughs> chance. <the> September <laughs> Premier League winners. I know they got a little trophy. They got a trophy. It's like a one inch trophy. Actually, it's not even a trophy. It's a digital trophy. They gave him an NFT for that. <laughs> it hangs in. Uh, it hangs at the stadium. No, I actually don't really have a problem with like Everton fans or like anything like that. It was just they were so smug. That first that one month that's like it turned smug. It, I think, it just turned me off. I think they beat Spurs the first game on that like kind of weird call, and you just hate them. Yeah. Well, I have no problem with the Toffees. I think, I think it's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. That's it. Let's look at fantasy. 
Let's see uh, how bad Oz is mini batting the rest of us. Yeah, he, we don't talk about him. I don't him even think Oz like, like enjoys running, fantasy. No, he's he like, doesn't. He doesn't. Well, he's just running away with it. I did maybe move up a place. I yo, I'm up to ninth. Big deal. I'm two points ahead of uh, Mac Deasy. Oh, yo, I'm up to ninth. You're up to fifth. Yeah, I moved up. Dude, the takeover is happening. Oz is 377 points ahead of me. That is ungodly. Yeah, he's 215 points. He's Holy like 240 crap. points ahead of me. All right. Uh, wait a second. If if I get into top four, okay, which is conceivable because I'm only about five points behind Los Bandoleros, uh, what do I get? What does top four get you? We've only talked about the winner. What should right. top four get? Top four should get something. I mean, we always talk about top four. Like, it's just like fucking All right. McGuffin. If you're listening to this and you DM us, DM us with an idea of what top four should get. Because the winner will get multiple things of swag, which uh, still haven't been dropped. <laughs> yeah, the swag. But game. I basically have till May to drop them. So that oh way the my winner God. can get them. Jarrett hoped we went on hiatus for a couple of weeks, and Jarrett still hasn't. We went on hiatus for like any, six like, months. Movement of the swag game. Dude, we were trying to get swag done for Black Friday. Dude, we may we have designs. Well, we have tons of designs. We're also going to drop NFTs eventually, which oh, is going to be a whole game. different. I don't think we've talked about that in the pod. We're going to drop NFTs. Yeah, we got a strong NFT. Yeah, get your uh, crypto game. Get up. your <laughs> start. You know, strengthen your crypto wallet. Yeah, if you just have dollars in your wallet, you're a fool. Yeah, you got to get your. You got to get that ETH. Yeah, boys and balls will slowly turn into an NFT crypto <laughs> talk show. Not even. <laughs> we're not worried about the Premier League. But no, our, our NFTs are looking good. The NFTs are looking good. We're, we're, we're getting them 3D'd, and so they'll move. This we have a, fun. We're working. We got some. We got an artist on board. We'll no. We'll we'll, we'll put all the info out there. The info will be out on the webs. It'll be out there. The interwebs. And you'll be able to purchase it, trade it. You just talk can't about use it. Use your daddy warbucks. You need to get put some it up in your ETH. put it up in your uh, virtual house, virtual reality house. Yeah, in your 3D casa. Yeah. Well, that's it. Oz is mini batting us. Uh, the bottom three is always the same because those player hitters. Are, I mean, who's on these teams? I'm gonna look at Graham's gang. Like, who's on this team? Bellerin in the back. Ugh. It's actually not even a bad team. It just doesn't produce. It just doesn't produce. Well, that's. Um, I think that's it for right now. Week 31 is gonna be a big one. That well, West Ham Leicester game is very telling. If West Ham win that game, they're hanging around to mess shit up. That's like the one outcome I don't want from this week. Obviously, I want to see Chelsea beat Crystal Palace, but like, you know, if you're thinking about top four and you're a Spurs, Chelsea, Liverpool, even Everton fan, you need West Ham to start to start to kind of drop points. Well, that game is at London Stadium, so we'll see Leicester. See if you can do it. It's not the King Power. Well, thanks for meeting me in your basement again. Well, until next time. Ciao. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Boys and Bolos podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, Twitch, at Boys and Bolos. If you'd like to be a guest, please reach out. You can hit us on any of the social media accounts that Jeff just mentioned or email us directly at boysandbolos at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time.